Welcome to Tech Talks in 20. I'm Michael Logan. And I'm Ginger Conlon. Ginger, when you call into a major brand, how many call flows do you think that they have? Oh, probably over 100. Maybe. That's probably right. I'm, But what if I told you Ascension Health was able to get it down to just one call flow during their migration? I would be impressed and amazed. Well, they did, and they did. They found a lot of other opportunities during that migration to enhance their customer experience as well as their employee experience. And we're going to find out more about that. Uh, we have Brian Jones, who's a senior technology specialist for digital care communications at Ascension Technologies, and he's going to tell us more about that migration. Fantastic. Well, Brian, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about. Uh, who you are and what you do for Ascension Technologies. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm actually a senior technical specialist with Ascension Technologies and Ascension Technologies is really just the IT department for Ascension. I essentially joined the team in 2017 for, from a technologies perspective, but I've been working for Ascension since 2011. Prior to that, I worked, I started at Lucent Technologies and then I worked for a educational software company followed by a major insurance uh, organization, WellPoint. I actually have a lot of customer service and management experience, as well as training experience. So I bring a lot of that to the, my current role. At Ascension, when I first joined, I was a, a manager for about five supervisors and 105 associates, associates. My primary focus was like systems integration, workforce management, analytics, and strategic initiatives. So I reported right up to a director and then that director to the CEO. So I had to kind of know all things contact center and technology, especially when they were looking to implement something new. Just to clarify, there's no doubt that you have contact center experience. You're kind of a all encompassing contact. So we can ask you about it, just about anything. Contact you could, center. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's key in in implementations, honestly, I think that there's there seems to be these silos and divides between the business and the technical teams. And when you break down the technical teams, you have kind of like your engineers or developers, right? And then you have like the field services who work on like hardware type stuff. And it's the those field services people, as an example, they have more contact with the actual end user than the developers and engineers do. So. But if you think about it, a contact center manager really doesn't know all of the ins and outs of the technology and the engineers and developers really don't have a good insight into the operations. And so when one asks for one thing, the other is just going to give them probably verbatim what they asked for without giving any operational thought to how it should work. And so in my role, I work very hard to implement uh, solutions that meet the operational need while also ensuring that the operations understands the limitations or the roadmap for the technology. And I think that has been a good, good uh, marriage. So it sounds like you're a bit of an interpreter that's yes. bringing these uh, teams that speak slightly different languages together. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I owe a lot of that to like when I first started out at Lucent, I was a technical consultant, right? So my job was to go sit with the business, find out their pain points and how to figure out how to make their jobs more efficient. 
And so that's been kind of my um, baseline for every role I've ever, ever, ever had. And at the end of the day, now it's served me better than probably any of my previous roles uh, for that exact reason. So as you were shifting over, what are some of the steps that you took to make sure that it was as smooth as it could be? So that was some, there was some pre-planning involved. When we were on Pure Connect and when I joined the team in 2017, we were doing, our team was doing things, but we were working a lot harder than we probably needed to be. And so one of the things we got together and discussed was introducing efficiencies to like our call flow builds and our user management, right? And then obviously liaisoning with operations and coming up with the discovery process and building things out. So we implemented a lot of those things prior to going to Genesis Cloud. So the transition for us really was already kind of, uh, the foundation was there to make the transition easier. So for example, in one of the big things that you know, we had to do was make sure we had a Genesis experts, whether it's through your professional services organization, come in and just assess what we have in Pure Connect and then assess how that might transition into cloud and just kind of do that professional assessment for us. From that long document we had, we then said, okay, we can essentially implement things uh, in Genesis Cloud, but do so uh, while reconciling and making things even more efficient in Genesis Cloud. And so, so that process is, is extremely important. Assess what you have and then have an expert come in to assess what you have, sorry, and then review that assessment and determine the most efficient way to get into the cloud. So once we had that done, Ginger, what we then did was we took um, the one call flow approach <laughs> instead of building hundreds of call flows in Genesis Cloud. We built one really dynamic call flow that could essentially handle small, medium, large, and extremely complex call flow designs mm -hmm. and implement data tables to handle all of the management of the of the call, like from an attribute perspective or menuing perspective or audio perspective, TTS perspective, chat, everything. So all of that is in a handful of data tables that we have, as opposed to building out one flow for Conlin family practice and another one for Logan, you know, family practice and having all this stuff. So everything we are doing now is a result of proper pre-planning and and trying to reconcile and make things a bit more efficient so that when we transition in the cloud, it was, yeah, we can leave all this extraneous stuff behind and just pare it down to just what we need. One call flow, multiple data tables. And it, it has been an extremely um, smooth process. In fact, we are now able to turn around because of all of that pre-planning, right, that went into it. And we migrated over, I think we're approaching 4,000 users now. So our, our user provisioning process is streamlined and we're able to just, we've got templates built and all kinds of um, things that we put together to make adding a user um, easier. Like we can do it in minutes as opposed to, you know, half an hour or whatever. Like we can add thousands of users like really quickly, create their phones. And then um, what we found is we've reduced a lot of that time because we Probably weed, uh, properly weeded out all of that extraneous activity and working smarter um, now. There's so much... 
to unpack there, what you just went through. One, it's the idea of a Logan practice is frightening. So I don't even want to go there. But the idea, <laughs> what's, I get what your point was. Oh, well, thank you. So the other part was, I, I think it's important to repeat what you said there. You, how many, let's start with how many call flows you think you had prior to that pre planning moment. How many do you think you had roughly? Uh, we, we had, we were just over a hundred different call flows in our attendant. And as a lot of your peer connect listeners may know, all of that's stored in the registry on the server. And so and I say different call flows, that is different profiles within that profiles. You have all these nodes, all these things that are built. So you've got thousands of data points or like nodes in all of those call flows. Right. So it's just, a, it's just a ton. And then in an administrator, we have, thousands of like users, thousands of work groups, hundreds of schedules and all this stuff, right? So it, it's just, it was just extremely administratively taxing. What a great story. I mean, the idea that you, I mean, so for me, just the idea of, you know, as you manage all those call flows to have it in one, and I, I do want to highlight one feature. When you talk about data tables, you're referring to the data tables that are just native to the Genesis cloud application, correct? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's just a feature within the product, right? So exactly. the idea that you're able to to get it down to one call flow, but then also the the savings that you, I mean, you brought up another excellent point, you know, just the idea that you were able to realize so much savings in that. And as you, as, as you unpacked all that, as you realized, okay, this is the, how we're going to move forward. When you started to collaborate across your other teams and you realize now we can make, uh, uh, we can utilize those hours to enhance the applications we currently have it was did it really change the conversations were you able to the conversations you're having across as across the teams uh, as you looked at how you were going to roadmap and create new functionality for your for your contact center folks yeah uh, it did so it has just naturally happened for us so for example the the dialogue flow part, right? So we, because we're using data tables and a, and, a, and, a, and a single call flow for voice and a single one for SMS and email and just these different things, right? Even our bot, we, we have a single bot flow that uses, you know, one data table. Like all, everything is just aligned so well now. And our data tables are where all the variables are. But the point is when we're working with a team like Google Dialogue, the Google Dialogue flow team, you know, it's interesting because the level of effort for us to, uh, for Genesis to integrate with that first is very, very easy. But then once you get in, when they need you to pass attributes to them and you got to pass attributes back, it's literally like, yeah, this is all we have to do for you. I mean, we have to jump through so many other hoops for all of the other integrations we have. Like, this is all we have to do. And it's like, yes, because our structure, our, 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 our call flow, our email, our SMS structure and our data tables are such that it lends itself to do whatever we need to do as efficiently as a possible as possible. That's that's the key. Like, you don't have to go crazy. Like, just give me this. And once I have it in Genesis Cloud, I can do anything with it. Like, literally, I can make it dance. So that's, those are the kinds of conversations we're having with each of the teams we're working with. They're like, it's really that easy. I'm like, yes, it's that easy. Well, you keep saying that. And I, and I, I think it goes back to not really so much the, I mean, clearly the product does have some advantages, 
But would you say a lot of that just really points back to you? You did a great job pre-planning. Yeah. And you're doing, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people get stuck in, that's the way we've always done it. And, you know, I've, the hard, it's the hard way is the best way and you can't cut corners and all this stuff. And it has nothing to do with any of that. It's just, I'm a very logical thinker. Our team is just a very logical thinking team and logic works well with, <laughs> with basically Genesis cloud and a lot of the dialogue flow, it's all logic. And so when you, when you go back and you step back and you say, do we really need all of this extraneous stuff? What is it doing for us? And, and clean house spring clean before you do anything that makes a world of a difference. Um, a lot of migrations I've seen, uh, and I, I'm not saying I've seen a ton, but a lot of them I've seen, it's very consistent. They end up taking the same mess they had in one system and migrating it into the new system without weeding all the you know extraneous stuff out. And that's just not something we were going to do. Um, it's it, some people think, you know, you're, you're building it from the ground up, you're starting over. And it's like, not really. Like at the end of the day, we're, we're taking everything, all the best of what's there and we're just making it better. And then when we migrate in Genesis cloud, it will naturally become the best. It's just how it works. It makes so much sense to take that opportunity to say, okay, here's what's working. Here's what we'd love to improve as we make this shift. Let's make all of those changes that we can. Brian, how did you get buy-in for some of that? We are technologies team, right? And so we're always being challenged as an organization to um, think and work smarter, right? And and ideate, right? Um, we have ideation um, like contests and things like that of how can you just make things more efficient or take something as simple as a QR code and slap that on a piece of equipment so it's easier to scan it and now all of a sudden, you know, just different things, right? And so I love the organization because of that. I'm able to bring a lot of the ex prior experience I had to the table and just the, the the Kaizen mentality that I have, right? Just continuously improve and, and, and make things efficient. I mean, I come from the DOS days and the Excel <laughs> formula days where you had to actually know how, and HTML days where you actually had to know how to program. You don't have GUIs, like, you know, and everything to do a lot of that for you. So in, in my mind, I'm, you know, I'm constantly thinking, well, instead of me doing 10 steps, I can probably do that in like two if I were to just make this formula or if I were to just do this line of code or whatever, like, cause I know how to do it, right. Use a bat file, do whatever. So that mentality, bringing it into this role, uh, I think people start to notice uh, myself and our teammates, when Ginger, they're like, yeah, we trust you. Like whatever mm -hmm. you need to do to make it more efficient, we're giving you that, uh, that free will to go ahead and do that. Uh, we encourage it. Uh, just make sure you, you build test before you deploy. And that's what we do. Like we'll get in, we'll build it, we'll test it, try it out. And, and then we're like, yeah, we think we should go with it and put it in. And all of a sudden it's like, Hey, things just all of a sudden got like better. Like I'm seeing more stuff or things are working <laughs> faster. What happened? It's like, well, I mean, that's what you hired us to do. Not just sit here and wait for problems to occur. Uh, so that, that was really, really huge for, for our team. You talk about, um, getting the buy-in and having a culture that, that supports these kind of initiatives and these kind of approaches to, to the technology, but what kind of project management style? Well, how did it change the, the product management style overall? Did it, did uh, you see a change? Uh, so 
I will say project managers really love working with our team, first of all, uh, because we just, we can, we can adapt to any type of project management style, but at the end of the day, they have milestones and objectives they have to hit, and our team can typically exceed those expectations and always hit the milestones. Um, we also don't promise anything we can't deliver. So that, that's, the, that's the key thing when working with our project managers. We, we are very transparent in saying, hey, either we or the product can't do X, Y, or Z, so please don't offer that up to the business to do, you know? And so I'm typically having those discussions or my manager's having those discussions, right? And, you know, whatever we can bring back to Genesis as an idea or a roadmap opportunity, we do. From a project management style perspective, Ascension traditionally was using like the waterfall approach, right? Which you do a bunch of work and then eventually you implement and then you um, test it out or not test it out, but you know, say you run your data, see how it's working and then you do another project and you run it forever and then you implement again. Um, recently, probably within the, since the COVID times and probably a little bit before we moved more towards an agile approach mm-hmm. and where you iterate and that's more my style. I didn't think it was going to be my style at first, quite honestly, the whole scrum thing and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't, need to know all that. Just tell me what you need me to do when you need it done and I'll get it done. Uh, I'm just naturally iterative. Um, but I think that works really well for our organization and our team. So although we do have projects, Ginger, I would say, for example, if you wanted us to implement something for you, um, you know, we would say, here's the goal implementation date. Now just let us iterate and get everything done up until that date. And you can test it as we go and make sure everything's good. And then once we deploy it, I mean, we're good to go. On that note, I will, I will add in this little snippet. Uh, because of how we architected the application and how we support it, our project ma- our projects now went from a 60 to 90 day turnaround time because there's a lot you have to do in pure connect even with efficiencies there's just a lot of still some builds and there's still some things and again we were still transitioning from the 100 call flows down to the single call flow even in pure connect so we'd already started that process but there's still a lot to it and there's a lot of training on the on the fat client right which is an installable or interaction connect which is the web base then you have a web or tc phone and then you've got to have telecom do this that so there's a lot to it right so we went from 60 to 90 days being our, hey, we guarantee you we can get it done in that time frame, down to four to six weeks. Um, mm. and, wow. and, and when I say that, I'm talking about dozens <laughs> upon dozens of, of uh, phone numbers hitting Genesis as opposed to just one, right? So if you give me one number, even if you gave me a handful, even if you gave me 12, our team could technically get it done within four weeks. Like we can build things in a day. But to do it right and to train the staff, depending on how you're trying to have us do it, it could take four to six weeks. If you're an existing user of the application, so let's say Conlin Family Practice wants to open about three more practices, right? But she has the same staff taking the calls. Uh, All that is is a request to our team. We can turn around in three to five days. No problem. You know, like just send the numbers through um, and we can give them a completely different menu if you wanted for the other practices. We can have you test it and everything within three to five days. You're up and running with your with your new one. If you're just tweaking something or adding a menu option or this that, or the other, it's an hour or so um, just because we want to um, stop what we're doing, do it right for you. Make sure you test it. Good to go. So we can turn things around in an hour. So that lead time of 60 to 90 days uh, for for our major projects, uh, roughly 30 to 45 days for our lower to medium level projects has now gone to four to six weeks and less. If that makes sense. 
Amazing. Does that include when, say, you want to integrate something different, you know, integrate something new? Do you find that integrations move faster or is that change? Is that shifted or changed? Uh, they move pretty fast. Yeah. So the dialogue flow integration, just as an example, that one was just like a week's worth of research and making sure we had all the I's dotted T's crossed, get all the connections. Cause there's a lot of security that goes into that and building the agent and they've got to make sure they get it right. And a lot of that stuff. So yeah, within a week we had that up and running. And again, once in my call flow, I just set different attributes or whatnot when I'm passing it through to dialogue flow and those are the light bulb moments for them to like, that's all you had to do. I'm like, yeah, you just, once you get the connection, I can get you this, whatever you need. And then if you send this back to me, I can do whatever else on my side. Don't worry about that. Salesforce, same thing. The app boundary integration was just about configuring the call flow settings. Um, and then the whole attribute mapping that worked out really well too, because we've, the way we've architected everything, it's all into data tables anyway. So I can tell you exactly what attribute I'm setting for the different call center mappings in that um, connector settings that you all have in Salesforce and parameterize URLs. Like that's a no brainer. Like our tables will build a parameter on the fly based on attributes you tell me you need me to send you michael right so you need me to send you google.com question mark any equals dennis equals you know what i'm saying skill equals whatever i got you no problem i'll send it and i don't have to do any any architecting on uh, architect or attendant as they say in pure connect right but i'll be doing it in architect for that i just add some fields in my data tables and um then in architect i just make sure i account for those fields and what might be in them and i'm off to the races so, Brian, from your perspective, all of this work that you've done, what do you feel has been the biggest impact either on the customer experience or the employee experience or or both? Um, so starting with our team, you know, the work that we've all done, like holistically, has made a lot of our jobs easier, more fun. Our team now can focus more on servicing. So from a employee experience, Ascension employee experience outside of our team, our team now can spend a bit more time focusing on the technical support issues. We've also built like an intranet page where we have our uh, public facing KB articles. So all of our users can go support self-support, first of all. And then we also have on that same internet page, all of our training materials that we put together. So we took a lot of what's in the resource uh, center for Genesis Cloud, which is awesome. And we pared that down to what they need to know as a Genesis Cloud user, whether it's from Salesforce, uh, embedded client, or the full web-based uh, application or the downloadable web desktop application. So we put together a, a nice little intranet that has all of that in one place. We put our stats out there from a technology standpoint, uh, as well as some FAQs. I'll write some different blog posts or just different things like that on there, just about uh, best practices or whatnot. So our, our actual users are now not only more educated, but they also are enjoying Genesis Cloud because of the ease to transition to it. It's easy to use, you can use it from anywhere because it's web-based, right? And then uh, also they're getting just constant knowledge dumps from our team, right? So we're gonna start doing lunch and learns. We can spend more time doing that as, an, as a technologies team, Ginger, for our customers and they are users, I should say, and they actually are enjoying it. And then finally, from the customer experience perspective, um, just, uh, just a big game changer. So but because we're doing everything the way we've architected it, 
it makes making changes and we're using TTS for everything. So we're not, we're, we're trying to move away from recording human voices because as soon as Ginger hits the lotto, now we have to have Michael record it. That's jarring for the customer to hear Ginger's lovely voice and then hear Michael's radio voice, right? Come through right after on the next prompt. So moving to that holistically has made things a ton easier and it fits so well with our dynamic call flow bills that we've done. And so the customers are happier in that respect. And not only that, but we're teeing everything up for the whole natural language IVR experience, right? As well as SMS and all this other stuff and kicking all that off from the call flows. And, and we're dabbling in a lot of that already. What's the business improvements? You, you know, we talk about the agent experience, the developer experience, and the customer experience. What about the business overall? Have you seen improvements there? With the Salesforce integration, it, it does allow the business to get attributes about the call. Uh, piped right into their case that they're popping. So that's been the biggest improvement is that savings of, you know, 20 seconds or so. And then the parameterized URLs are great for um, the CRMs that we've implemented them with, collecting information from the caller through the IVR, and then just popping that right to the agent so they don't have to ask those same questions again um, has been uh, an improvement over from cloud and even the tail end of our peer connect days, that's been the biggest um, like um, satisfier for our actual agents and, and saving some, some time. I will also say that the um, addition of the screen capture for the web-based uh, version and the embedded client was a game changer for our Salesforce users because now they can be they can record their screens. What this has actually teed us up for, and some of the discussions I've been having with the QA team is let's 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 shift something real quick. You guys now have access to speech transcripts without extra money, extra extra cost, or you know saying or extra time and effort. Every inbound queued interaction and every outbound queued interaction is actually captured via text or uh, transcribe sorry and you can read it but the point is let's let's apply this and and think forward what if you could have the qa the evaluation feature in genesis cloud which is being improved constantly and i love it what if you could have that qa 50 percent of the evaluation for you or the call for you and then through whether it's screen capture or something else or um, sentiment analysis, whatever, what if you could have that do the other 20%? Now your actual QA folks who have to do 10 QAs on Michael and 10 on Ginger could actually focus on the 30% of the call that wasn't automatically audited, right? And all you have to do is just go to that, jump to that exact section in the, in the actual um, transcript or in the video, review it and say, okay, yeah, they hit that point. Check check that box or no, they didn't. Let me make a quick note and then let's follow up through a one-on-one. Imagine how much time savings that is. Imagine the type of agent ex um, agent experience you are now um, uh, building. That shift in auditing can significantly improve the associate experience and that engagement. And then you add gamification to that. Now Michael looks forward to coming to work because he knows that if he hits all of these points, he is going to not only pass his QAs, he's going to jump up on that leaderboard. Now he can start thinking about where he needs to improve more to make himself a, a, a more well-rounded associate, if you will. And what am I going to win if I get on that top of that leaderboard? That's the question. I like that. <laughs> win some Genesis swag, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't have enough of that. Don't, well, actually, that's all I wear. 
Last question. And what's the biggest like aha moment for you when you when you moved to this? What was the thing you're like, wow, I didn't expect this. And this is what this is the outcome we, we got with that move. I would say the biggest one now just goes back to all the hard work we did leading up to our migration. And now that we're we're about ready to wrap up our migrations uh, here at the end of June. I would say the biggest aha moment was just um, the fact that Genesis Cloud lends itself so well to the design approach that we have, um, the dynamic call flows and 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 the data table usage. So we transitioned everything that we had that was already single call flow data table driven into Genesis Cloud. That went smoothly. So that was like, oh, that was easy. And then we took everything that wasn't data table driven and were the other 60 different call flows that we had to then get into a data table and put those in. And then um, I would say now that we're approaching the landing strip on this migration, the biggest aha is just the time savings and just breathing. Like, man, <laughs> that this is easy. You know what I mean? Like it's what's next really is, is what we're thinking. No, that's great. I think it's that namaste moment where you just breathe. Yes, exactly, Michael. That's right. <laughs> Brian, thank you so much for all of your sharing your expertise with us, sharing your experience with us at Extension Technologies, shifting over to cloud. We really enjoyed having you here. Wow, it is incredible what Brian Jones and team accomplished at Ascension Technologies. One of the things that stood out for me, Michael, was Brian has this unique background in context center operations and context center technology. It's such an asset that he's able to use when making sure that communications between operations and technology teams are clear when they're doing project planning, and it improves both of those things. And I think for me, it just underscores that if you don't have that kind of a background, make sure that when you're having those conversations between the business side and the, te the technology side, that each is clear on what the other is able to bring towards accomplishing their shared goals. How about you? Well, Ginger, you know, he had so many quotable moments. The real key to what they were able to accomplish was around their their willingness to make that change. And they did the pre-work to get it done right. They put the effort in and in turn, they were able to get the, the results that they need to continually improve that progress or that process. And that, that uh, really goes to what they're doing culturally as well, too. You know, he mentioned that uh, one, they're open to that change, but then also having things like ideation contests internally to to drive change and drive improvement and efficiencies. And they're they're seeing it. He said it. They're getting uh, results. You know, employees are happy, customers are happier, and the business is getting the objectives they need to be met. So, all in all, great conversation. As we close this episode of Tech Talks in Twenty, I want to thank all of you for listening and hope you were able to take something away from today's topic. Before we leave you, we want to remind you to be sure to take advantage of the resources listed below on genesis.com. These expand on today's topic and will leave you with some additional information. Also, be sure to click subscribe to get notified of new episodes of the podcast. And of course, feel free to share with your colleagues and friends. We hope you will. Again, 
Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Tech Talks in 20.